<laughs> you ready? Are you ready? I'm, re- I'm ready to go, mate. I'm ready to rock. Ready? Oh, mate, I'm right to go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trainers Tribe. I'm joined. I'm Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sawbottom. Yes, and today we are answering some frequently asked questions, uh, and we've got our first voicemail question. Uh, so we've got a list of questions. We're going to go through them rapid fire at the end of the episode or towards the end of the episode. So that means we're going to like bang, 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 question, answer, question, answer. Uh, and we're, uh, but first we're going to kick things off by talking about the quality of questions, because that's a thing we maybe don't think about a lot of the time. We've got questions. We want to know how to do things, how stuff works. Uh, but it's actually the quality of questions that will really help sort of shape our path and help answer the questions uh, that will then answer the questions, if that makes sense. Uh, It'll make more sense as we talk more about this. But I know Dale's spoken, sort of hinted at some of this stuff in the last few episodes uh, about some of the good quality questions he asks himself. So that'll be a good um, reference point if you're listening today. And uh, yeah, waffling. Uh, Yeah, so let's dive into it. just talking a little bit about this before that people it's it's good to ask questions but sometimes uh, I think people sort of just panic and they type it out and then they might figure it out but then the other question wasn't as quality they might not get the quality answer so I think this is an important one today I'm not saying that the questions that people are flying at us aren't quality but um, yeah I don't know I'm waffling as well it's one of those things that uh, I think sometimes we ask questions before even thinking about the answer or the response yeah yeah and sometimes the thing we think we need to know is not actually the thing we need to know so we were talking before about you know uh someone might be starting a new boot camp and they're they're coming along and they're asking about like uh you know what should their logo look like um who's a good designer where's somewhere good that i can get t-shirts and business cards printed and things like that and it's it is very much putting the cart before the horse where you're asking these questions uh but you you should you should know the answers to those questions already if you've asked yourself high quality questions first like why do i even want to start a fitness business you know what is it that i'm hoping to help my clients achieve and all of that will help you work out sort of the nitty-gritty little tactical things if you've got a better idea of what you know, I guess your strategy, overall strategy is. Yeah, and no one, no one's going to come to your bootcamp because you got a really cool logo. Like no one's going to go, yeah. oh, wow, <laughs> that logo's the best. They must have the best sessions. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I love their business cards. Do you know what I mean? Like people are going to yeah. come because if, if they're getting a business card, they're probably walking past your session anyway. And there's probably a lot of people in there having fun and they see that. That, the yep. business card could just have your your number written on a piece of paper. Like it doesn't even if they yeah. your business card is what you deliver yourself, your energy, your session, the rapport you have with your clients, not your logo, your marketing, your banners. These things can come afterwards and they're nice. Don't get me wrong, but yep. 
that, that that's not going to get you new clients by having the best logo. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, I, I certainly, I remember back when I was starting, you know, my first boot camp and, and I was spending a lot of time on this. And even now when I start a new project, I'll spend, you know, ages agonizing between two different words of what to call it. And in reality, it doesn't really matter, you know, what the thing is called. Um, what matters more is what people are going to get out of it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I do it too. And I think when I do that, you know, I'm really, I'm using it as a bit of a stalling tactic because the longer I spend, you know, deliberating between, should I call it this thing or this thing, you know, or should the color look like this or this or on the website, should I have this or this, you know, the, it's, it's fear. It's because I'm scared about actually putting this, this idea I have into the world and seeing if, if it actually works <laughs> or, or if uh, it's just going to fall flat. So do you think that when that comes down to people starting a business that having the right logo is their way of saying, oh, I'm not ready to launch it because personally I'm scared or personally I don't think I'm ready because something, and then you, you put it on the logo. Oh, I don't have a logo yet. I don't have a business yeah. card. I don't, I don't have this. Is that, yeah. is that what you think? Yeah, I think it, and it's that like trying to, trying to take all the risk out of it. So it's like, if my logo is perfect, then it's going to be successful and then it, you know, it's going to work. Whereas it's risky starting a business or starting a new class or, you know, for a lot of trainers, you know, they've just gone online. So, you know, I was getting like a million different questions about technical things to do with Zoom and it's, the point is just just try, <laughs> like yeah, just, just jump on there and just yeah. use it um, and you'll work that stuff out. But yeah, waiting until you're an expert at Zoom before you run a Zoom class is uh, it's just, yeah, it's a way of stalling because you understandably want things to go really well for your clients, but it, you have to recognize it's just that little like fear voice in your head that um, or that perfectionist part of you that's um, that's stopping you from actually you know, creating the things that your clients need and that you need. Yeah, and it, it does come down to the only way you'll figure things out. You could ask a million questions and do a different things, but until you actually just start doing it and figuring it out yourself, it's never going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mentioned at the start that you, um, like a good example we sort of talked about poor quality questions but a good example of a high quality question is like you mentioned the other day about that you do um you journal on a few different questions in the morning so what are, what were those questions again yeah so each morning uh in my sugar life app you can go and check this out for free it's free on mm. itunes and google play but i start the day with three simple questions what am i looking forward to today and i think straight away that pinpoints what I'm, the good things coming up and I can straight away, I start, I switch that mindset into a positive. I'm like, yes, these are the things I'm looking forward to. The second one is what might challenge me today? And for me personally, Cole, that's important because then I figure out how I'm going to address that. And normally yeah. that's my most important thing. I'm like, all right, how can, if I can, if it's a task, how can I get that out of the way instead of yeah, looking yeah. at it all day? You know, that one yeah, thing always, yeah. it's always just looking there. It's the last thing. And then you're like at the end of the and day. And kind of like, avoiding oh, it. I didn't have time to do it. And I'm like, that's yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Oh, so my thing is, 
pinpoint that, get that done. Um, and then the last yeah, one cool. is um, how can I make somebody's day better today with some form of giving or kindness? And um, I think it, every day, particularly more so than ever now when we're in lockdown, that if you can, you know, send somebody something nice or just write them a message or even give them a call, you know, it's you'd be surprised. And by having one thing to focus on, and again, it's like what's going to be the biggest issue today? It's like how can I help somebody? It's not just saying be nice, be kind. You've got one thing to yeah. focus on and you can actually go about achieving that. So that's how I start the morning. And then at the end of the day, I do a similar thing. And it's um, what's three things I'm grateful for or the biggest win I had today. So again, like starting the day on a positive, you're finishing on a positive as well. Um, what form of play did I do today? Because um, if people listen to me, I'll know what I do. Play is essential. Um, and for <laughs> me, that is where it makes me feel really happy. I'm in the zone. I'm in flow and everything like that. And then the last one is what did I learn today? Because every day is an opportunity to learn. So I do that each day. They're very simple questions, but again, they're very direct questions and they are, I think they get answers. So it's not just, yep. they're not just wish wash or they're not just used for any reason. They sort of connect and yeah. flow with everything I go with. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can imagine on like the other end of that, you know, being at home, like it's sort of at the end of the day, you might instead be asking yourself a million questions about some conversation that you had during the day that you wish had gone better and be like analyzing, you know, over and over again, like what was that thing or, um, yeah. So this is like, yeah, that's, that's like high quality questions get you. They're often, they can be harder to answer, like being honest with yourself in the morning and, and answering like, what is really going to challenge me today? And, you know, and then starting to think about how can I actually overcome it that's it's simple but it's difficult because it requires a bit more emotional investment in it um versus just being like you know what what am i going to eat for lunch today yeah, <laughs> which <that's>... is also <laughs> important if, if you struggle if you forget to eat lunch that's a good question but for most of us uh it's not something we really need to spend a lot of time on no, it's not. And again, everybody will have questions that they need to answer. So for some, like you said, Kyle, for some people that might be something really important to them because they can't make yeah. their mind up. So planning their lunch for a week, you know, that might actually save them a lot of time. But again, yeah. I think that comes down to the quality of questions and knowing yourself. And for me, yeah. that's part of the app and part of the brand that I've promoted. And they all the questions relate back to, you know, play, exercise, gratitude and giving. And that's essentially if you answer those questions correctly, it meets my daily recommendation of the brand that I'm trying to portray. So that's sort of how those questions came about. And I didn't just, they weren't the first six questions that I thought of. That was through a lot of trial and error and figuring out what yeah. worked for me, what worked for other people. And um, yeah, so that's sort of where those questions came from. Do you do anything like that in the mornings? I know you love going for your walk and stuff like that, but do you do anything like that? No, I don't do anything yeah, I, <laughs> you're reading them out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's uh, that would be really good uh, <laughs> that I should start doing that. Um, <laughs> but I I do spend time. I still plan spend time planning. So I still ask myself, like, you know, what do I want to get done today versus just sort of sitting down at my desk and and working. And uh, I spend some time, you know, really thinking about yeah, what what projects I need to get done. So I think a lot of the questions happen in my head. Uh, but I do notice like at the moment I've got something I'm working on and I've been doing the name thing. So for me, it's like even talking about this today is really helpful because I'm like, I've just realized how long I've spent deliberating on the name, <laughs> like a couple of weeks. And I could have already, 
if I picked it now, I could have already gone with this and started, you know, talking about it and and promoting it and bringing it out and seeing if people are actually, you know, this is something that people actually want um, rather than in my head trying to sort of guess and make all these decisions. So that's something I try and do is when I notice that I'm eating, sorry, eating, we're talking about food before. (laughs) (laughs) When I notice that I'm asking myself these kind of low quality questions, um, then, you know, usually that's a sign that I need to stop and be like, oh, I'm stalling here. Or um, maybe what I need to do is, is set up, um, you know, an, an interview with, you know, one of the people that I want this product to be for or something like that and and ask them questions and and get some actual answers to these things rather than just you know circulating in my head um and ask them good questions (laughs) uh yeah and realizing or realizing that maybe i just need to you know pull the trigger and and put it out into the world and quickly see you know if it resonates or not in its current state because uh i think exactly what you just said that you could go over and over in your head about something, about a logo, about a business card, about a shirt, about anything. You won't actually know if it works until you get it out there. So too often, I think that writer's block, or whatever we call it is, it's in your head. You're the one blocking it. Nobody else. And no one's going to judge you because mm. your title's not exactly what you want. It's more about the content, yeah. do you know what I mean? So for yeah, me, yeah. I'd just say, go and do it. And yep. you figure out then and you might refine. The next time will be better. Yep. It's, like fa- it's not like it's failing, you know, like... How do we learn by doing something that didn't work and then the next time you make it better? You don't get yeah. that feeling or you don't get that feedback from not doing it at all. So I think that's the biggest advice from a quality question. You won't know if the question's any good till you do it. Get the feedback and then the question will get better. And it's like the six questions I do each day, they didn't just come to me. They were troll, 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 troll. And it's probably like people out there that you've got to give things a go back yourself in. And if it's not right, beautiful, because then you're like, yes, I can get it better the next time. It's not a, it's not a reflection of you that you've done something wrong. It's a reflection you should be proud of because you put something out there and now you know you can get it better the next time. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I like that. So did we want to get on to the questions? Yeah. Let's let's answer these questions. I'll, I'll read them out. Uh, oh, actually, so the first one, so last week we mentioned that we have got a new system where you can send us a voice message. Snazzy. So <laughs> we've got our first from Peter in uh, in Wales, and we'll, uh, we'll play that now and answer his question. Hi, Peter from Wales. How long is the best session, 45 minutes or 60 minutes or another time? Thanks. Okay, so what is the ideal session length, Dale? Well, I I know we're, we're going to be quick fire with these. For me, it's yep. 45 minutes. Um, reason being, if you can't get a session done in 45 minutes, then I think you are just wasting time. If people want to get there early and have a chat or afterwards, no dramas, but that 45 minutes is, I think that's a lot of people that are busy. Is 45 minutes achievable. Sometimes an hour isn't. So... I think mm. it comes down to personal preference, so Kyle, And for me, I, I reckon if you're exercising any longer than 45 minutes at high intensity, it's probably too long. So my quality length is 45 minutes. And how I break that up is there's a warm-up. There's two main parts. Normally, our 
normally like a circuit, normally a game, and then there's some form of finisher. Um, and normally for me, that's a musical workout. So that's mine and why I do the four parts. And I know Peter Dinaxis, but uh, why there's four parts to every workout I do because not everyone's going to like everything you do. So my thing is if, if all my clients like two different things, at least there's something in there they've enjoyed, they'll go away. Whereas if you just do a workout and there's one long circuit or there's just one thing, if people don't like it, they're not going to like your whole session. So mm-hmm. stagger it, short, sharp, long. Don't just do one full thing. Break it up and give them variety so that you know they will go away liking one or two different things. And the big thing is, and I spoke about this a lot, start with fun, end with fun. Make sure your warm-up's fun, engaging. There's laughter, energy, and smiles. That'll flow on for the rest of the session. And then finish with something fun because normally people will only remember the start and the finish. So for me, 45 minutes, start fun, finish fun, done. Awesome. Yeah, I would agree. 45 minutes, I've done both. And I think, yeah, 45 minutes is good because it just tightens things up. Um, there's less, you're less inclined to sort of have clients standing around and things like that while you're setting up new drills. Um, the only reason I would say to go longer is if you're running like a specialty class. So if you're running a class with like older adults who have lots of injuries, so they're just going to need longer to go through things, um, more rest um, or, you know, like postnatal stuff where you're doing more like technical you know, getting people to do, um, you, you're needing to spend more time demonstrating exercises. Um, doing that in a 45 minute class can feel really rushed. Uh, or if you want more time built in for socializing. So like, I feel like CrossFit did this really well. It, like their workouts when, you know, it's changed a lot now, but when they first came out, the thing that made it popular is the workouts were only like, you know, like 10 minutes long sometimes. But they still had an hour allocated to that 10-minute workout. So there was time of like warming up when, you know, you could chat with the other people and then you would, you know, no talk, get the workout done. And then, you know, there'd be usually some sort of cool down activities afterwards where, again, people could socialize. And that's why CrossFit gyms, you know, were so community focused in the early days because it was really built into the workouts. So that would be the other reason to run a longer workout is if you're, wanting people to kind of hang out and chat before and after the workout. Mm. But again, it's, it's knowing your clients. If you've got lots of busy clients who need to get to work, they're not going to do that. No, they're not. So hopefully that helps, Peter. Uh, question two, Cole, what is a good course to do or get qualified at? Um, yeah. Do you want to answer that or me? Uh, I'll kick off first. Uh, okay. So that's when I get a bit, um sometimes from other parts of the world where i'm not familiar with uh, what qualifications are necessary uh so the the first thing i'd say that the main thing with becoming a good trainer is is mentorship so it doesn't matter too much about where you actually get qualified so who you do the course through uh what matters more is that you've got a trainer in your life who you can shadow who you can ask questions who you can um, you know, follow along with, cause you'll learn, you'll learn what you need, what you have to know through the course, but you'll learn everything else about like building a business and retaining clients and finding clients. You'll learn all of that through watching someone else. So that would be my big thing on qualification. And, um, same with courses, I'd say with courses, really like pick something that you're genuinely interested in because you'll get more out of it than doing just a course to get, you know, your 
your CECs or your PDPs. Um, yeah, pick something that you actually want to learn more about. Mm, I, I like that. And then I think my response to that is when I was a teacher, we used to get made to do all this PD, mm. you know, that everyone would do it. And even if you didn't enjoy it, it'd just be ticking a box. And I really despise that because I wasn't learning and I wasn't enjoying being in that situation. Uh, so for me is I would say build up a tribe and then invite people to present to your tribe on things you want to learn about. Um, and I think that's one thing that over the last couple of years I've started to do. If there's somebody out there, I'll say, would you like to do a webinar on this topic to my audience? So I give people an audience, but what I'm doing is I'm learning from that person and it doesn't come down to, um, you know, your CP points or whatever it's called, but I'm generally learning from somebody that I want to. And so are the people that follow me and are part of my tribe. So hmm. that's how I do it. I don't, ever pay for any training and i do sometimes i go to courses but more often than not the best things i've learned are from you know people i know or people i follow on social media giving them a platform to share what they do and i learn from them so that's the best the best for me um and i absolutely love that one kyle yeah cool all uh, right question three three do you want me to read it i've got it what is a good okay. tracking system to track your clients i want one app if there is um there's a few out there now, isn't there? You probably know this one better than me. I know a lot of people use the Mind Body. Is it Mind Body Soul or Mind Mind Body app? Mind Body Online. Yeah, yeah, I, they're huge. Uh, I think they're overkill for most small. It's an overkill platform for most small businesses. Um, you know, because it's very powerful. So, I mean, you can have you could have like multiple group fitness businesses running off the one account because you know the way you can set it up it's set up for gyms with like lots of different services and workshops or um yeah with lots of different trainers and things like that um so that would only be my hesitation with my body is that it might be overkill for what you need expensive too yeah yeah so um i really like pt minder a new zealand based company um they're yeah, just a small company, but they, they make a really good product um, for tracking clients, booking, taking payments, all those things that you need to do. Um, and they're not terribly expensive. And uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, really just good system. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Again, don't ever, don't ever think it. Yeah, <laughs> like just, don't, just do it. Don't yeah. spend ages like, yeah, pick one and then stick with it. Good point. Good point. And like anything, you'll figure it out if it's if it doesn't suit you and your clients and try another one. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not always locked in. There are options and that's because each group's different. Um, and it's like, how long do I run a session for? Well, you'll know how long you like to instruct for. Your energy needs to be your clients. I reckon it's exactly the same with what app and booking system you use. Yeah. Um, number four, should I offer a free trial? Yes. Simple as that. You should. How do people test out anything you do where it should be a free trial? For me, I used to only offer one session and then what I would do is I would talk to the people after and I'd explain how my week runs. And I'd say, oh, if you want to come for the next two scenes, check them out. I'll let you, but I won't. Just don't tell anyone else. So then they would feel special. <laughs> so it's probably a little, bit of a, a little bit of a dodgy way of doing it, but um, it would allow me to talk to that person 
uh, after the first session be- instead of them just rushing off because normally yep. that's what they do. So whereas they would stick around and they'd say, oh, so how's it work? How do we pay? And I said, well, don't worry yeah, about paying. Yeah. How about you stick around and do the next couple of sessions? And after that, then if you want, you can. These are how it works. And yeah. I found it was a great way for me to build that connection and have a really good conversation mm. with them at the end of the first session and cool. sort of touch base with them. So I know a lot of people offer a free week or, you know, free 14 yeah. day trial or whatever. For me, it was just a one session, but I'd always give a week, but yeah, I, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't tell them that. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's ethical or not, but it really did work because I was able to chat to that person by myself um, yeah. after the first session and, and just touch base with them. And then they yep. felt like they were getting rewarded or they were getting a special deal, which, you know, I didn't do it for everyone, but most people by the end I was doing that for, because I wanted, yep. I didn't want them to sign up to something they didn't enjoy. And I wanted them yeah. to know all the sessions and they might meet other people. And um, yeah, so that was how I did it. I like that. I don't, I think that's ethical because the idea of going to one session is like a much lower commitment for someone than even if they sign up for a whole week, they might feel like they have to use that whole week of sessions and they might be like, I'll do it another week when I have more time. Mm. But if you can just, yeah, get them along to that session and then say, Hey, why don't you come for the rest of the week and see what you think? Uh, I think that's, that's, I think that's generous. I don't, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, and and with that, I I, yeah, I had a lot of people too, Kyle, that would come to the one and go, oh, I can't make it to these sessions, but I'm really keen to sign up. So I think by offering that and just being really generous, you know, saying, hey, yeah. I'd like you to check it out. You sort of seem really and, – and like I wasn't trying to scam people or anything. I actually – I was very good at what I did and my sessions were great, but I think it was a really good way to build that connection with that first person after one session. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess you do have that option if they're like, oh, I just really want to sign up today you can just sign them up. No dramas. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, oh, you want to pay me money? Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, yeah, so I, I really like that. I don't think I need to add anything to that because I think I think that's a really good uh, system for people to try out. Yeah, and, and again, find out what works for you. But the key, and yeah. I think why that one works so well, is it's about the relationship. I was able to build it really quickly and after yep. the first session, which – you know, if they don't feel comfortable and welcome, because you, you've got to realize, and I know everyone knows this, but going somewhere new in a fitness environment where people know each other, it's very, very daunting. So if you do yeah. not have that rapport after one session or they don't come and stick and wait around for you, and that was the best yeah. thing, like I'd be chatting or whatever, and they would, they would approach me. So um, that's why I think it works really well. Yeah, great. I like it. Next Question one? five. Yeah. After this is all over, what is a good way to set up a hybrid offering for my session? Virtual sessions and face-to-face. I'll let you answer that one, Carl. I'll see what you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is a question that's definitely been coming in a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think people are wanting to know, you know, I've spent all this time and effort creating an online platform. Do I just get rid of it as you know we go back to classes things like that some people have got clients who are saying i really like the virtual sessions can i keep going with them um so for trainers they're wondering how do they charge for this how you know how's it all going to work i think for at least the rest of this year yes you should be offering some sort of hybrid you should be offering both for the rest of the year because i wouldn't be surprised if we see 
this go back and we end up on lockdown again, you know, as numbers inflate, because it's all going to be about allowing our medical system to keep up with the number of cases. So having a hybrid system means you can, you know, kind of like keep the online going, but then, you know, turn on and off your face-to-face sessions. Um, and as for charging as much as you can, I would charge one rate for all classes, um, or have a think about which you prefer as a trainer. Do you like the face-to-face stuff more? Do you like the virtual stuff more? Charge more for the one that you like doing. So make that sort of your main thing with the other one being a bonus. So it might be like, if you really like the virtual, make your training now about virtual workouts and then you run like, you know, two or three special face-to-face workouts throughout the week, which gives people a chance to come together. Or if you're really missing the other stuff, put your face-to-face schedule back on and run a couple of bonus virtual sessions each week um, that are just included in the membership price. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'm actually starting back PT sessions tomorrow, Cole. So I know this goes out oh, really? every week. But yeah, just because I've, uh, I've had enough of being in lockdown, mate, and I need to get some yeah. face-to-face <laughs> with people. So... Um, I think I've got about seven one-on-one PT sessions locked in tomorrow. Oh, but, wow. Um, I'm still, I'm only going to do that two days a week. And then on yep. the opposite days, I'm still going to run a virtual session. So, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I just think it, it really comes down to what you enjoy doing. And I think like you just said there, do what you do, enjoy it, make sure it's like giving you good value and that your clients enjoy it. Um, yeah. And there's no reason why you can't offer both. Um, yeah. I think. I think that's a really big thing that you should be able to take something out of this whole pandemic. And that if it's one thing is that you don't need to do as many face-to-face hours that you might've been burning out as much as you were and things like that, that now you might be able to offer one or two virtual sessions and get to everybody and um, they may like it. They can do it at home. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think figure out what works best for you. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, what is a good formula for a 12-week challenge? Yeah, <laughs> or a six-week challenge or uh, this is another one I get a lot is like people are like, oh, I want to run a challenge, but I, you know, I'm not too sure what to do. Um, do what, what, what you would like, you know, what would you like out of a challenge? Do you want some hype fest thing that's got lots of, you know, I don't know, just fluff going on? Maybe, maybe you do. Um Maybe that's what your clients would like too. Or, you know, do you want something that's more like results-based where people are progressing? That would be the main thing I would think, some sort of like gamification where people are like unlocking or checking things off as they're going through the challenge. It's not just, you know, do five push-ups every morning. Maybe it's like do five push-ups and every five days in a row you do that, you know, you get something or even if it's just a little like gold star (laughs) sort of thing. Yeah, that's Um, good. I think something that, forces your clients to interact with each other so they're not just doing this challenge you know by themselves but there is like an element of like either they're working together to achieve something maybe you'll donate x dollars to charity you know at the end of it or you know if they reach a certain thing uh stuff like that i think really thinking outside of the box making it less about like losing kilos or inches or things like that and making it more about um, how can I use this to get my community to get to know each other better and do something fun together? 
Mm, I I like that. I, I did numerous different challenges over the years and I found them to be like a diet that people would stick to it. Mm. Once it was over, they would go back to their old ways or they would yeah. drop off. So I didn't, I sort of didn't really do many towards the end because yep. I, I didn't like the concept that, you know, I know people need, a, like you said, the gamification model or they need some incentive to keep going. But I always found that they just, I don't know, they work for a bit, but then people just go back to their old ways and it'd sort of be a waste of why did you train so hard during this period? And yeah. <laughs> put on, I'd put in all this effort and I don't actually yeah. think it paid off. So yep. for me, I yeah, I didn't rate the 12-week challenge, but you might have some groups that need that. So you might have to always yep. be doing a challenge. I don't know. For me, I don't believe in challenges. So that was... And again, I think that comes down to the individual and particularly as a trainer, you need to believe in what you're doing. And for me at the end, yeah. I, I just didn't think they worked. What what might work better is is doing an event together. So like pick a, pick a you know, the Melbourne Marathon or a Spartan race or something like Good that. Night. Like that's the kind of stuff they do with my clients. Put that on the calendar, get people to sign up. You know, you'll get the same effect as a challenge because you'll get people interacting and, and training and stuff like that. And then you get this awesome, you know, climactic event at the end where you actually go and do the event and people do something that maybe they they never thought they'd be able to do. And that's, they're always going to associate that with you then, that you're the person who helped them and with each other. So it's going to help strengthen that community because it's something they worked hard together and did together. So, yeah, I just mm. thought of that then when you when we were talking about sort of what, what do you, again, it's like that quality of questions. It's like, what do you, why do you even want to run a challenge? Are you just doing yeah. it because you see the boot camp up Other the road doing, doing it? it. Yeah, like, and that's what are you it. hoping your clients to get out of it um, and start there and then work out if the challenge is even the thing that's going to help you uh, achieve that? Well, it's probably, I, I like what you said. It's probably creating a memory together, you know, and doing a 12 week challenge mm. isn't a great memory. Like, oh, wow, that was great. Well done. It doing feels it like harder. a chore at the end. Yeah, yeah, damn straight it does. And, yeah. to motiv- <laughs> and to keep motivating people when they're probably sick of it. And you as a trainee, like, oh, I haven't even got that many people on board. Do I want to, do I yep. even care about it? Um, whereas yeah. if you're doing something as a group, as a team, um, yep. you know, doing a marathon, a 5K run, a charity, a tough mudder, whatever it is, that's a way better idea, you know, and that, yeah everybody gangs up and works together. I love that idea. Way better. Cool. How do I get awesome. noticed? How do I get noticed, Kyle? Be really loud. Just be loud. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of eye contact. <laughs> uh, well, I, it really depends. How do you get noticed? And I think it's how do you get noticed for different things? I feel that your business will grow gradually over time if you do the right thing. And that is by word of mouth. That is by um, people walking past and seeing you. Like I said at the start, they're not going to care what your logo or your banner is. It's seeing the people in your group. Um, And again, uh, your best advertising is word of mouth. So how do you get noticed? You provide a great service. It's really high quality and people love it. Um, And people will get noticed because people will talk about it. They want to be part of it. And the people in your groups will make sure you get noticed because they'll tell their friends, family, members, work colleagues, anybody, um, because they want to help you out because they love what you're doing as well. Yeah. Yes. That is, you know, start with a good product is a very important part. Uh, I also love Seth Godin's sort of attitude on this, which is like to pick yourself. 
like instead of waiting to get noticed, waiting, f- you know, f- to get featured somewhere or something like that, um, you you be that person. Like if you are wanting to get your name out to the community, you be the person who goes out to a bunch of other health professionals in the area and create some sort of like workshop or day where you come together and help, you know, all of each other, you know, help each other's clients. You be the one who organize that. You don't wait to get chosen to speak at something or to run a workshop. Um, it's completely in your control. So yeah, be that person who stands up and and organizes the thing or, you know, provides the thing and that will help you get noticed as well mm. rather than, yeah, trying to just be the loudest person online or or try some, you know, fancy Instagram marketing scheme or something like that. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing with like dating, right? It's like, especially for guys, especially for like young men who are having trouble meeting women and they're always like, you know, how can I, how can I like impress a woman? How can I, you know, do this? And it's like, be interesting. Or how do I be an interesting person? Do interesting things. <laughs> and it's like, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, no. Do more interesting things. You'll become more interesting. You'll naturally, people will naturally become attracted, you know, towards you. So um, same thing with your business. It's like, you want to grow your business. You want to get noticed. Do interesting things with your business. Hmm. Very simple. I like it. Um and last one, how can I help my clients with their nutrition? Mm. Um, this is a tough one because you, unless you're qualified, um, yeah, I I personally uh, get all my meals delivered. And if you're in Victoria, you should check out uh, Explosive Custom mm. Macros. They are incredible. Um, and I tried about four or five different companies until I found one that suited me and I love the product. And then what I did is I said to my clients, this is what I am having. These are the meals that I'm getting. Um, I would recommend you get on these. Uh, I never did meal plans or anything like that simply because I'm not qualified to do that. Um, and I think mm. once you start trying to do all these other different things, it takes away from what people actually coming to you for. Um mm-hmm. And I found people wanted to come to me because they wanted to train, they wanted to have fun, um, and they wanted to do it regularly. And that's probably like a lot of other people. If they want nutritional advice, then probably go to a nutritionist. That's Mm. my personal thing is if you try and do everything, you're going to do everything not very well, whereas focus on what you do really well, and that is what you provide to your clients. Yep. Yeah, that was my thoughts on this as well. Um, Again, coming back to like, asking yourself that higher level question of what is it that I actually want to achieve? So if you, yeah, you want to really get into like nitty gritty one-on-one coaching with people, then yeah, picking up uh, some sort of nutrition qualification um, might be the thing for you because if you, you know, you really want to be in that situation of holding someone's hand every step of the way. Uh, But if not, if you're looking for more like a generic sort of template that you can throw at your clients, I would say, don't just yeah refer them to someone else. Um, yeah, don't get into nutrition stuff. You will reach a point with your business where just providing fitness for people is keeping you plenty busy. So you know, at the start, it might seem like oh, I need to add extra services, but uh, you probably don't need to, and instead just focus on what you're already doing and do it even better. Yeah, love that. I think that's a really nice way to. Uh... Finish that off. So it's right here, right now. Oh, yes. Bang. (laughs) 
Uh, with me, I've been, uh, well, I've been working on a lot of content lately for the Fitness Game Zone. So trying to build up the the database of online courses. Um, and I've been doing, I think in the last seven or eight weeks, we've done 30 odd um, PD. Uh, so webinars and stuff like that, that all go on there, which has been really good. But that's sort of taken away my focus from what I'm really sort of concentrating on. That's uh, my daily mission cards. I've designed um, a new fitness deck. Um, and that's, there's 30 body weight movements. And then what you do with these body weight movements is you, each game, there'll be 20 different games and a lot of them use dice or cards or things like that is you need to select, I don't know, five or 10 of the movements and then that makes up your game. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been designing those, putting that together. Each one's got like a QR code on it. So it's got a demonstration of me doing the movement and then the game cards has got, because they're quite brief. Obviously you want to keep it on a card. So then on the other side, it's got a QR code of me explaining the game and playing the game. So um, uh, trying to work on those and get those going. So essentially what I want is for my clients and people is I want them instead of going on the fitness game where there's you know 800 odd games, I want them just to have 20 fun, easy ones that can be used with their kids, hmm. family, anywhere. And you just take the cards with you um, and you don't need yep. to go online. You don't need to do anything. So um, I've been trying to work on those because it's, yeah, I found it really hard to get, like there's been there's ten individual games and then there's ten sort of team games. Um, get the right blend, get the instructions right, and the format. Um, so you'll know better than anyone, Cole. When you got a lot of, you can explain a game or a workout in a lot of detail. It's quite easy. But when you've got restricted words, sort of like a Twitter post, you've only got 140 characters, or a TED talk, you can only talk for 15 minutes. It's so much harder to do that instead of doing an hour keynote or um, yeah. writing a blog on on your website. So. I've found that quite hard to slimline and um, yeah, so I've been trying to work on those and yeah, that's sort of my goal this week. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Looking yeah. forward to hearing about uh, updates, progress on that. We'll, we'll, we'll do, mate. We'll do. What's yours? Uh, so been kind of a quiet week on the new things front. Um, one thing we did do because... We've been going for walks like twice a day and uh, we either go to the beach or we go look, go to the ducks, take our daughter because, you know, playgrounds and stuff are closed. So um, we bought her this Globber. That's the name of the brand. It's this little like scooter that is at the moment a little ride-on scooter and then it converts to like a normal scooter later, like sort of as she her skill progress, progresses and she, she just loves it. And it's just, uh, it's... It's so good because we don't have to take the whole pram with us, you know, when we go walking um, and we can just, yeah, have a go. So I just want to, like, with the right here, right now stuff, I'm not being <laughs> paid by club or anything. <laughs> the whole point <laughs> of this segment of the podcast is for us to talk about, you know, products or services or things that are like, that either we're working on or that have genuinely books, things like that, that have genuinely helped us. Um, yeah. So, th- yeah, this thing's just been really cool and um my wife's just uh, got one for her uh, nephew or her son a while ago, our nephew. And uh, yeah, we've been keeping an eye. So with the money we've saved from being on lockdown, we're like, okay, we'll get one of those. And yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. That's so cool. I'll, um, I'll try and share it. I'll share a picture in the show notes of her rocking out on it. Um, and the other thing is right now in Australia, the last week was just announced that 
the government here have announced the three-step program for reopening businesses and things. Um, and so each state is doing this at their own speed. So it's a little bit confusing to know what's available in your state. And I apologize to people who are overseas. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec. But if you're in Australia, um, I'll share links. Both FitRec and Fitness Australia have really good pages at the moment where you can find out what is current for your state. So what's available, how many people you can train, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Um, I know what's been listed is that it'll be, um, you can have five people over to your house. So I don't know whether that means you can have five clients in a gym at a time or not. Um, but you, the first step is also 10 people um, outside. And then step two will be 20 indoors or outdoors. So just depends on your state. Um, yeah, check out those links in the show notes or Google them. Um, and I'll have a look. I was having a look today for US stuff because I know US, the president there's also outlined a bit of a schedule like different stages but i was unable to find some sort of like thing where you could like look up your state um and i don't want to go through all 50 <laughs> states and find one for each <laughs> so um see if you can find it i'll see if i can find like somewhere where someone's put all that information together i was having a look at some of the registration bodies over there uh and i'll have a look for like the uk i know we've got some listeners in the uk as well so um yeah, that's sign of shift. So just pay attention to what you're allowed to do. Decide how you want to approach it. Of course, like social distancing and everything um, still applies. So yeah, but that's, that's the other thing I wanted to, because I think that's that's a little ray of hope, um, especially for those boot camps that have really been affected by, you know, negatively by this, that um, make sure you're keeping really good communication with your clients and telling them, you know, what's potentially coming up and, um, how they can get involved and they'll really appreciate that make them part of your sort of reopening you know make make the most of this opportunity it is like kind of like you're getting to start your business again so make the most of it and make a bit of a fuss and um, get people excited about it perfect mate i like it nice work thanks dale thanks guys. all right should we wrap it up should sure, mate thanks for listening guys and uh, yes thank you very we, much before we go if you do have a question remember Go and record it. We, uh, we're always looking for ways to help you, the listeners. So um, I know yep. we went through eight or nine different little short answers we've had, but if there's something else that we've missed or, um, yeah, that we can really help you with, please go and uh, yeah, record it. We don't have to say your name. It can be anonymous, but um, it would yeah, be helping, helpful for us because if you are thinking it, then I'm sure somebody else is as well. So that would be yeah. my thing there, Kyle. Yep, awesome. And I've set it up now so you can go to our, our old URL, which is trainerstribe.com, and that will take you to the page um, where you can ask questions and you know, view all the show notes from today's episode and previous episodes and listen to the podcast there if you prefer to listen uh, in your web browser. And, oh, yes, so it's trainerstribe, not the trainerstribe.com. Someone else has bought that domain. We're just trainers tribe two words dot com and uh, you'll you'll find us there. Perfect. All right, mate. Thank cool. you very much. All right. Thank you, Dale. And we will see you next time.